Hi, this is Liz and welcome to my podcast, Spiritually Speaking with Liz. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the Clares. This has been popping up quite a few times this week with people asking about what the Clares are or different things they've been experiencing which all lead to the Clare senses. We'll dive straight in. Clare actually means clear. So we have different types of clairs, and I'm just going to cover the main ones today. And you'll have heard of these, the main one, clairvoyance, you'll have heard of, clairsentience, clairaudience, claircognizance, clairgustance, and clairalliance, and empathy, or being empathic. I'm going to start with the order that I became aware of them. So the first one I became aware of was clairsentience and this for me started when I was opening up so it was early 90s and I'd gone with my neighbour to a keep fit class and then at the end she was doing like a relaxation thing and we'd lay down like you do at the end of yoga but we'd lay down and just sort of do a cool down and I can remember picking up this really intense pain in my elbow like I'd banged it on something and I was thinking well I haven't done anything with that and anyway at the end of the relaxation I can remember saying to Dawn what I've got got this real pain in my elbow and the lady next to her and she was oh I've got that I've done I can't even remember what it was she'd done whether it was an injury or whether she'd banged it just that day but that was the first that I got of it and then I started to notice this is when I was training in massage that when people came to see me, I would feel their pain. Not full-on intense, but I would just get, um, I don't know how to explain it, like a waft of it (laughs) through my body. So I'd just get a feeling in my lower back for a few seconds and then it would go. So I would know that it wasn't mine. I would know that it wasn't mine and that it was the patient that I was working with at the time. Um, which was really useful I have to say as a physical therapist I found that incredibly useful and later went on to develop that with emotions too which I'll talk about in the empathic side so that's the main part of it for me is the feeling but also it can be the feeling of so you know like sometimes when you wake up and you've got that strong feeling in your solar plexus and it can be almost like a feeling of dread or a feeling of anxiety That can be clairsentience, the feeling of something that's going to happen. You're actually feeling in your body that something is going to happen or, you know, that anxiety. Or you can get the feeling of something not feeling quite right. Something feels a bit off. But it's not always negative. You can also get an excited feeling, that butterfly feeling. I get that when somebody's telling me about a project that they're doing or a new business that they're starting if I get that feeling in my solar plexus then to me I know that that's going to work for them that gut feeling to strengthen this feeling this clair um, you can do that with chakra work so for me like I said it's the solar plexus you have to work out where it is for you For me, that makes perfect sense because the solar plexus is where we feel. When I'm doing a reading for somebody, I will connect through their solar plexus. It's their energy center. 
but some people do feel it in their heart. So you could have a little play with that. Where do you feel it in your body? We, we all have these clairs, just differing abilities of them, different levels, different strengths of them. Crystals you could work with for clairsentience would be something like um, yellow citrine, yellow jasper, sunstone. They're all stones of the solar plexus. If you're feeling it more in the heart, then you could work with something like rose quartz, rubizocite, emerald. Those would be good crystals in that respect. Also, as a little add-on, psychometry. I feel, pardon the pun, feeling. That's the wording that somebody who is clairsentient would speak of, I feel. Psychometry is holding onto an object and you're feeling the energy in that object. So you can be holding onto a ring or a watch of somebody's and it can work with stone I've done this in groups before I've got stones from all over the world when I've been traveling and I will give them people the stone to hold and they might get images of one is from Adam's Peak and I can remember a lady saying uh, Adam's Peak's in Sri Lanka and a la- the lady that held it said she could see a pyramid now people would think oh no that's wrong that's Egypt but when the sun rises at Adam's Peak you get the perfect shadow of a pyramid cast in the clouds. So it's that feeling that comes from an object. And it's really good fun to play with is psychometry. I love it. And Janet used to do that to me. I had no idea it was called psychometry because she didn't label things. We just played. I remember once she gave me an egg. two Well, it was two eggs actually in a glass box. And she just told me to hold it. And as I held it, I got all these um, feelings and emotions and visions of this lady. And I could see Dover and the cliff tops, And there was so much going on with it. And it turned out that this lady, her husband had gone to war. And she would tell him to meet her at a time in their imagination at nine o'clock at night. And she would imagine that she was stood on the white cliffs of Dover talking to him. So I had no idea why would eggs represent the White Cliffs of Dover, but you just have to let your imagination be key here. This is the problem with all of any psychic development. Imagination is key, but then you'll hear people say, oh, it was just in my imagination. But that's how communication can come through the imagination. I'm going to leave you to play with that one this week. It's a strong one. It's a powerful one. Just have a little dabble with it and see what is imagination. What was once imagination? A smartphone. Somebody had to imagine it to bring it into being, didn't they? Remind me, I'll talk to you about that one. That's a really good manifesting current to explain how that comes in. I digress. But anything, the telephone, Graham Bell, he, he had to have that in his imagination to see that, didn't he, in the first place, for it to actually happen, for it actually to come to being. So don't diss things as just being imagination, because they're not. Okay, on to the next one, clairvoyance. Now, this one bugs me a bit. Clairvoyance, clair meaning clear, voyance meaning seeing. But people think that clairvoyance is... The lady sat in the caravan with a crystal ball, wearing all the gear, 
and she's going to tell you her future. Oh, I need to go see a clairvoyant to see my future. So that's what we've labelled it as. And it isn't. It's so much more. It is seeing, but it isn't. The other thing is people think it's seeing spirit, that you're actually physically seeing somebody stood there, like a tangible image of somebody there and it isn't well it can be for some just not everybody it is seeing but it's seeing signs and it's seeing symbols in your mind's eye people who are clairvoyant would use terminology like i see i see what you mean they have a good imagination they're creative they're arty people um another sign of it is that you have very vivid dreams It can also occur as photographic imagery. So I get this where I can, my mum will ask me something about uh, when I was a child, can you remember this? And I physically see it from my point of view at that moment. So I would see the picture of my birthday party, for example, of age five years old or whatever it might be, but I see that in my mind's eye. I see that memory. So clairvoyance is in the third eye. The best way to enhance it, to work on it, is by visualising. Visualising seeing things. Visualising your front door, for example. Visualising your car, visualising the house that you lived in as a child, anything like that stimulates your clairvoyance. So this lives in the third eye, where else would you expect it to be, the third eye chakra. The way that you can also enhance this is through crystals. You could use lapis lazuli, you could use labradorite and clear quartz I like because they are all really good for clairvoyance. And a really good one is if you get an apophyte tip. So they're like a little pyramid and you can place that on your third eye and meditate with it. And that really helps to open things up, I've found when I've worked with that in the past. The next one is clairaudience. So clairaudience is hearing. So it isn't just hearing spirit. It can actually be your own voice. And you know what? This only occurred to me within the last five or ten years because I thought that I was expecting to hear somebody's voice. And I remember Janet's sister, Margaret, who was an amazing healer, and she would say that her guide would talk to her. She was really broad Yorkshire. She was hilarious. And she used to say, it's like he's shouting down my top hat. So it was, <laughs> it was like she imagined it was like a big funnel, which she called a top hat and that somebody was talking down it, speaking down it, and she would hear it really clearly. So I always thought that I wasn't clairaudient because I didn't hear anybody down my top hat. (laughs) But what it actually is, like I said, it can be your own voice. And that was really mind-blowing to me. And you'll know the difference between that and your normal monkey mind jibber-jabber because it's a clear calm, steady voice. It is your voice, but you can also know when it's spirit or if you're getting communication because it will be your voice, but they will use words that you wouldn't use or the phrasing wouldn't be how you would say it. And that was really groundbreaking for me. 
when I found that out. Another way can be through hearing songs. So you know sometimes how you wake up and you've got a song in your head? Well, listen to that song, listen to the lyrics of the song and there'll be something in there, if it doesn't just remind you of somebody, there'll be something in there that you listen to the wording and you think, oh, okay, I get that. People who are clairaudient would say things like, I hear you, tell me, that sounds right, that type of terminology. And the crystals that you would use, because this is the throat chakra, would be blue lace agate, kyanite, angelite, demorturite. So the throat chakra is where it all comes in. People think, oh, it should be something linked to the ears, but the throat is linked to the ears because it is about communication, not just the speaking communication, but the hearing communication. Another way to strengthen can be to sing or to chant really strengthen so you could sing a song at the top of your voice you could chant loudly it doesn't have to just be om it can be anything of the sanskrit chanting or it could be an affirmation you could just repeat over and over i am powerful i am clairaudient i hear clearly or any affirmation of abundance or about love it doesn't matter what it is it's the fact that you're voicing it the next clair is claircognizance which is clear knowing now this is a really tough one i think because we doubt ourselves claircognizance can be a toughie because fear comes in and this is we block it with fear because it comes in as a knowing, an inner knowing, and it just pops into your head. The easiest way I can explain it is like when I'm talking to somebody in the shop and something will just pop in really quickly. It sort of hasn't come through the regular thought process. It just pops in and you need to say it straight away. Sometimes when you don't say it, it'll keep repeating but it's not in a naggy way. It's not in a, in a difficult way. It's just keeping repeating. There's no emotion attached to it. If there is the emotion of urgency or say this, say this, then you know that's you. That's your ego speaking. So people that are claircognizant will know. They'll say, oh, I knew this was going to happen or I know this will happen. And like I say, it can be hard to differentiate between your thoughts, but just know that it's instant and it comes straight in fast, quickly. The words are straight out of your mouth. Meditation comes in with all of them. The more you meditate, the more you get to know you. And think above the temple of Delphi. This is where the seers used to live in ancient Greece. And above it, it said, know thyself. And this is the key to all spiritual and psychic development it's knowing yourself. And the way to do this for me is through meditation. So then you begin to know your own energy and you can tell the difference between your energy and that of spirit or any other communication. The crystals best for claircognizance are clear quartz, sugalite, damborite, I find really useful. Claircognizance is also linked with channeling automatic writing so channeling happens like an instant download the information's coming through and automatic writing 
is where this happens. You just have to sit, clear your mind. And I find it easy to write at the top of my page, what would you like me to know today? And then you could start with a doodle, like if you imagine the figure of eight on its side, number eight on its side, so that's like the infinity symbol. Well, if you draw this a few times, it helps to balance the left and right hemispheres of the brain. You can do it with your eyes as well. Just close your eyes and do that. But because you've got a pen in your hand, you could try it that way. And then just start to write. When I first started automatic writing, it started with, I'm sat here, there's nothing coming through. I'd write this. <laughs> I'm sat here, there's nothing coming through. blah de blah de blah This is literally what I would write. And then after a little bit of time, I'd find that a word would pop into my head. I'd write it down and then I'd start to write what came. So it, it becomes like dictation. I hear it, I write it. I hear it, I write it. And your writing can change. Mine's quite illegible when I read it back. It's a really strange writing. It's really small where my writing's quite big and round. This is quite small and like italic-y scribble. And it takes me quite a while to decipher sometimes. But that's another good way of enhancing your claircognizance. The lesser known clairs are clairgustance and clairalliance. So clairgustance is tasting. So you could be talking to somebody or doing a reading for somebody and you will get a taste in your mouth. It doesn't have to be a taste of food. It can be, but it can be food or drink, but it can also be like a metallic-y taste. It could be the taste of being at the ocean. You would know it by the taste. It's only happened to me a couple of times, I have to admit, but it has been when I was working with people hands-on. So when I was physically working with people, I would get a taste and then it would bring like a memory or an image into my mind. So it was a way of something leading in. Now, some people have it very strongly and they can taste like a meal and they could describe the meal. And it might be your favorite meal or it might be the cake that your grandma used to bake for you. So that's Claire Gustin's and crystals that can help with that are blue appetite black tourmaline and citrine. Claire Alliance is smelling, clear smelling. So this can be like a smelling a perfume, cigars, cigarettes are really common, flowers or food. It can be just any smell and it's like a form of validation. It might be the perfume that your mum wore. It might be the cigars that your granddad smoked or a pipe. It's just a link that they can give you to stimulate your brain, to stimulate your memory. Claire Alliance is also common in old houses or old properties, old places. This is because it can be imprinted there. So a lady that has lived there in the past, you might get the smell of roses or you could walk through a place where there used to be a rose arbor and there would be the smell of roses. So it's just that imprint there Generally, I find they tend to represent a person and they bring that smell through to you. And I do get it now and again. I used to get it more, I think, when I worked hands-on with people. But occasionally you can just get that waft of something coming through. Another Claire, but it's not called a Claire technically, is empathy or being empathic. 
I'll do a whole other podcast about this because it's quite a, a strong one. But empathy is about feeling people's emotions or feeling energy in a room. So imagine you've gone round to somebody's house and somebody's just had a blazing row. When you walk in and you say, oh, you could cut the tension with the knife. That's that knowing in an empathic sense. You're feeling, you're picking up an emotion here. But also think of when you go to a sacred place, like going into a church, going into a temple, where there's been worship, where there's been reverence, you can feel that, can't you? You just get that wonderful feeling of peace that comes over you. When you go for a walk in the woods, when you're quiet, you can feel the energy of all what's around you. And it sounds wacky, but you can feel the energy of the trees. That's why it's so calming. That's why it's so peaceful. But you're actually picking up this energy. But the main part of it is picking up on people's emotions. It can be a tricky one to work with because you need to know your boundaries. Boundaries are so important anyway in any spiritual development, but particularly with empathy, because you need to know the boundaries of your energy. Where does your energy start? Where does somebody else's start? Where do they meet? It's really important. If you're not clear on your boundaries, then you're going to be taking in everything from the person you pass in the supermarket to the person that you chat to on the phone to the negative Nancy at work. Anybody, you're going to pick up that energy. So know your boundaries, know your energy. And this is where the meditation comes in, where you get to know your own energy. You get to be able to feel your energy, but also just stop now and again and just do a quick energy scan. How do I feel? Am I feeling a little bit anxious? Am I feeling a little bit on edge? And if you're just going through a happy day, then whose is it that you're picking up on? It's so important to know your energy and I bang on about this all the time, but it really is the key. If you don't know yourself, how can you know anything else? How can you know that you're picking up somebody else's energy? For me, you can't. For me, you have to know that energy and it's all about grounding and being in the body. At the end of the day, we are spiritual beings having human experiences. And I see and speak to so many people who are so desperate to be spiritual and to be in the crown chakra, but they're not grounded because they don't want to be in their body. They want to be up above the mind. They want to be in the meditative, ooh, say that again. They want to be in the meditative state. They want to be communicating with angels, guides, but you must have a steady foundation. You must have a strong foundation. That is the key to everything. And that always echoes in my head from Janet. Always, always ground yourself. Where's your foundation? Where's your roots? It's all so important. I do jump off on a tangent. Okay, so that's the Claire's. I hope that's answered any questions. If it's created more questions, then send me an email, spirituallyspeaking222 at gmail.com or pop on Instagram, Facebook page, spirituallyspeaking222. Drop me a line with any questions or any comments. 
Thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Bye.